Hello to all of you out there. I am Ulrike Seminati, host of the podcast, Empowering Female Leaders, for women who want to thrive. Every week you will get new perspectives, exciting insights, and empowering messages of women from all over the globe. Welcome to another episode of my podcast, Powering Female Leaders. I'm very pleased to welcome today Poonam Bukhar, who is a speaker on overcoming trauma and emotional pain in order to live a happy, fulfilled life. Born and raised in London, she immigrated to the United States at 21 and experienced a multitude of painful challenges, such as sexual assault, abuse, and the aftermath and cultural humiliation of divorce. Throughout her journey, she developed the SAFE method to help others acknowledge, discuss, and grow from their emotional pain without stigma or judgment. Poonam, do you want to say a bit more about yourself? Sure. I mean, first of all, thank you, Yuri, for having me on the show. I really appreciate all the work that you do in helping women share their story and helping us learn from each other. By profession, I'm a lawyer. I have my own business. And this was a journey that I wanted to share with everybody so that, you know, if it resonates with anyone, I want to help someone not feel the way that I did for decades because it was a tough journey. Sometimes in life we go through things and we become so desperate. We don't even know why we feel the way that we do. We just, you know, put a lot of our emotional pain to the side. We don't deal with it. We don't discuss it. Many of us aren't comfortable because of the social stigma or the cultural stigma that's attached to it. And often, if you look back, a lot of us are very comfortable talking about, I have a cold, I broke my arm, I broke my leg. But how many of us are really comfortable talking about our emotional pain? And I would argue that our emotional pain is probably just as important as any physical pain, if not more, because that's what keeps us together and keeps us moving as individuals and collectively in society. What is at stake in your opinion when we keep this emotional pain inside? I will just share my experience. I mean, I didn't deal with my emotional pain for decades. And quite honestly, I didn't even realize that I was in emotional pain. I had learned the concept of denial. I had learned the concept of what I define as the self-righteous victim. I can keep playing that movie in my head of what happened from my perspective. And it justifies me being angry. It justifies where I am in life. It justifies me being sad. So when you do that to yourself, you're burning yourself inside. It takes on, at least in my life, it took on physical manifestations in terms of health. I was very sick a number of times. I had two strokes. I was paralyzed for 10 days. It, it was just awful. And then on top of that, you can't think clearly. So the decisions that you make in life aren't coming from a clear perspective. The example I give, it's like when you're driving, if there's a little bit of fog, you can see that you're trying to see through the fog. But when finally the fog takes over, you can't see anything. And I describe our emotional pain like that, where we continue, we act in denial, we don't deal with things. But what we fail to understand 
is that the decisions that we're making aren't always the right decisions for us because A, we haven't dealt with our emotional trauma and B, we don't really know who we are. If we don't know who we are, how can we know what we want? And I think the whole concept of playing the victim leaves you stuck, it leaves you angry, it leaves you sad, and it ultimately does take on physical manifestations in your life. And then we don't live the life we actually want to live, but we don't know why. We just have the feeling, I don't know, I don't get it right, or I'm not lucky, or I'm always meeting the wrong man, or I'm always getting the wrong job, or these kind of things that repeat themselves as well, because we repeat this same pattern every day. I couldn't agree more. The most selfish thing that we can say as individuals is why me? A lot of us get into that why me mode. Why do I always get this? So why am I always in this position? And I, in my life, learned to switch that around. Why not me? Why would I wish this on a fellow human being? There's something very selfish about that. And I think once I switched that in my mind, it was, okay, why not me? I have a lesson to learn. I need to understand things. And this is why X, Y, Z is happening. And I think that mindset helps you turn things around. Mm -hmm. What was for you the trigger where you said, I have to change something inside of myself, something emotionally is not quite right? Because at some point, I think you made a switch between you're just living like a robot a little bit, yeah? (laughs) (laughs) I could not define it any better. It is like living like a robot. I think what changed for me, quite honestly, was I was ignoring decades and decades of pain. I obviously, I didn't really deal with the sexual assault. Then I had the arranged marriage and then that didn't work out. And then I went into another marriage without thinking straight, even though all these things I knew in my heart were not correct for me. But you live by society's norms, society's judgments. You come from a place of fear and insecurity. And then ultimately, I think when I ended up in hospital, I had a spinal tap. And the spinal tap went wrong, it leaked, and then I had to have a blood patch. I was just a mess. And I remember New Year's Eve of December 2012, both of my children were at their father's. I was home alone. And I had just cried and cried, like I've never allowed myself to cry. And just sat there accepting where I was, what I was feeling, and that in some shape or form, I am responsible for where I am today. It doesn't matter whether it's 100%, 90%, but I do have a part to play in where I am today. And I think it just switched something in me where I started to ask the question, this is not how life is meant to be. I have done it this way, For 35 years, 36 years, I need to figure out how to move forward. I need to figure out what the meaning of life is. And that just really led me on a path to wanting to learn and discover more. What did you do then? A lot of the times I would go to therapy and I would empty my feelings out. Sometimes not truthfully, I would still hide things, but I would empty my feelings out. But then I didn't know what to do. Because I'd leave and it might take a week or two weeks to get another appointment. 
And I never really knew what the meaning of life was or how to move forward. And nobody really gave me a path to do that. So I ended up one day just opening up the newspaper and seeing this spiritual guide having a lecture. And I'm like, okay, let me try this. And I walked in there. And I think from there, I met a series of mentors, a series of guides, a series of my own self-reflection in which I just started to discover more and more that the answers, as corny as it sounds, truly are within us. And we have to learn how to get that and how to get to that point. And I think that was why I ended up writing the book, because everybody says, go within. Everybody says, self-reflect. But how do you really do that? Yeah, the theory is simple. And then putting it into practice is extremely difficult because everything we have inside of us is against it. Yeah, It doesn't want to be discovered. It's very comfortable where it is. <laughs> and and just doing it alone by sitting there on your sofa and thinking about yourself, <laughs> it, it, you can't, will not get the answers. So you describe in your book a method that you call SAFE, S-A-F-E, so spelled with capital letters. Can you explain what these letters stand for? Yeah, so I, in life, after my journey, Somebody had asked me, how could you define the steps that you went through? And I came up with SAFE. So SAFE, F stands for stop and accept that you're in pain. So a lot of us will just keep going on the hamster wheel, right? I was running around to work. I was taking care of the kids. I was doing everything else because I didn't have to think and I didn't have to accept that I was in pain because somehow if we accept that we're in pain, There's a cultural belief that you're weak, that your society is going to place a judgment. And then there's that fear within us that we have to accept that we failed. But the truth is, it's okay to fail. It's okay to feel less than insecure and fearful as long as you learn to overcome it. So the first S is stop and accept that you're in pain. And... Then I go into A, which is accept responsibility for where you are and the decisions that you've made. So if I could just explain that for a second. Often things happen to us where we're not always in control of what has happened to us. But we are in control if we, we are responsible, even 2% to 10% of it, if we didn't deal with it, if we continue to accept that behavior from somebody else. If we just kept going on the hamster wheel and just continuing our life in this pain. And that's what I mean about accepting responsibility. It doesn't necessarily mean you're, you're to blame for everything that has happened to you. But when you accept responsibility, it's empowering yourself and taking control of that pain and the decisions you've made versus playing the self-righteous victim and being angry and mad or upset and depressed because you come from a victim mentality. By, I found that by taking responsibility, you empower yourselves to do something. And when you accept responsibility, there is no other choice but to move forward and but to make a change. The F I talk about is forgiveness which for me was one of the hardest things in the world. And forgiveness, I come from a very selfish perspective. I don't forgive for anybody else. I forgive for myself. 
because I don't want to keep burning myself inside thinking about what somebody else did from my perspective and not be able to move forward. So my forgiveness is forgiveness of somebody that has wronged me. And it's not easy. Sometimes it can be as quick as two days. Sometimes it can take me a year or two. But I allow myself to do it in my own time. The forgiveness is of the universe because we feel that we got crappy cards dealt to us and we're angry. So when you learn to accept the forgive the universe and say, okay, perhaps there are lessons that I needed to learn and forgiveness of oneself, which for me was the hardest thing. I had two young children. I had made one decision after another decision and because I wasn't dealing with my emotional pain and it was very hard to forgive yourself for the decisions that you made knowing that your gut was telling you something else at the time. So that's the F and the E is embracing yourself and your journey. So we're all masters at taking compliments. So we're all masters at accepting the good things about us. But if you truly want to embrace yourself, you have to accept the mistakes you've made. You have to accept the journey that you're on and truly embrace the whole of yourself so that you can really know what you want in life and begin to manifest what you want in life. So those were the steps that I've derived. And I recognize, you know, they may resonate with some people and they may not. And it's much easier to speak about them than actually conduct each step. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's exactly the right order of, of things to do to come from one type of mindset to another one, to a totally different paradigm that you have inside of yourself. Because first of all, you have to recognize it without awareness, you can't even start. And you have to admit, and I think this admitting piece is for many people very difficult because that means you step out of a comfort zone, even if it's a painful comfort zone, but it is a comfort zone. It's what's familiar yeah. to you. And this step out often only happens when there's even a bigger pain or something that can be physical, like in your case, which triggers this, or maybe inspired by someone like you <laughs> who says, hey guys, <laughs> there's another way. Yeah, you can choose. You can decide that now is the time to do it differently. It's a time to get into this other paradigm and to work on myself. You said when you spoke about forgiveness, what I heard and felt when you're saying that, that that was really difficult for you. Is there a little trick how I can do this? I think for me, it was obviously it depends, right? With small things and big things. But I think for me, it's actually sitting there, allowing myself to feel the feelings that I do, that I feel, whether I write them down or whether I say them in my head, no matter how bad those feelings are about the other person. But I allow myself to feel that without judgment. And then I, I ask myself the question, what is the point of holding on to this? The other person has gone on with their life. The other person is doing what they need to do. Am I going to let them hold me captive still, even though I've moved on from them? Or am I going to just allow myself to walk through it and forgive? And I think when you start to think like that, there is a mind shift that happens that you don't focus on what the other person has done. You tend to focus on, I need to move forward. I want to move forward. And I don't want to ruin 
the next 30, 40 years of my life because what has happened in the last decade or two decades. And I think that allows me to shift a little. It's a shift of perspective, actually, because at the end, instead of having this feeling, I need to be generous to forgive another person who has harmed me, which can be really hard. You can say, no, yeah. I'm bold enough and egoistic enough. Yeah, I think of myself <laughs> because I want to feel good. And the thing that happened will never be wiped off. It happened. That's a fact now. But I decide how much energy I still spend with this in my mind, in my heart, emotionally, and if I can move on. And I give myself this chance. So it's a real switch between you don't have to be generous really towards the person. You rather have to be generous towards yourself. Absolutely. Because like you said, what's done is done. That's never going to change. But do you want to ruin the rest of your life over this? Yeah. That's the question you have to ask yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. Now, in the audience that we have, we have very different ladies and also men and, and people from all over the world. And some of them have lived through hardships like you, for example, or different hardships, but similarly heavy. Others don't. And I'm, for example, a person I have not lived through hardship like this. Nonetheless, I have obviously, like everybody has, a lot of limiting beliefs about myself. I had a lot of barriers that are holding me back that just were installed in me by something that is, seems to be completely unimportant. So you have the same approach of be first aware of it and then do something about it. Be responsible for that. And this is important because you're not the victim of it. You can see yourself like a victim and forever be in this passive position or move into this active position. The last step, which you said then, I would like to use the last minutes that you have to speak about this one because... I think this is the ultimate wonderful step <laughs> when it comes to embracing yourself, embracing your journey. This notion of, of true self-love without being perfect, by still being vulnerable and by be even loving being vulnerable. Yes. What do you want to add to this? So I will just say that, honestly, I used to be very high strung by going through these steps, my own method, or just through the journey of life, I've learned to be a free spirit, free and clear of judgment. And the one thing that I'd like to say is a lot of the times we're told it's selfish to care about ourselves. And it should be the number one thing that we do because we are the pivot in every relationship, in everything else surrounds us. And if we're not strong and healthy physically, mentally, emotionally, then everything else around us will not be. So I think if there's one thing I could get out there is take care of yourselves and it's not selfish to put yourself first. I 100% agree with that. It's not <laughs> selfish to think about yourself first. It's absolutely true. Where can we learn more about either your book or your methods? Where can people go if they want to learn more? So I have a website, emotionallysafe.com. The book can be bought from Amazon, Barnes and Nobles. It's on Kindle. It's on Audible. And I know it's in a lot of different types of bookstores, local bookstores as well. But yes, I have truly enjoyed being here with you. I cannot convey often enough in this podcast, Empowering Female Leaders, no matter what you've lived through, be it really hard, be it insignificant in your eyes, you have this right 
to love yourself, to be yourself, to give yourself the power to shape your life and to just accept who you are. I know women, for example, as well, who say, yeah, yeah, but I have, I don't have this trauma. I don't have this pain. So I can't complain. You know, this attitude where yeah. they feel they, yeah. they go back to their, into their little walls of their little boxes. And I say, no, no, you don't have to have lived hard things. Just read you yourself. <laughs> I cannot agree more. I had some, I, I had a man say to me the other day, I feel bad complaining because I've got money. I have a good life. And I said, but that doesn't mean that you've not been through any pain. And I think sometimes we look at the outward material things to justify whether we should feel a certain way or not. And we have to allow ourselves to feel that way. And I cannot thank you enough for having a platform like this and sharing, allowing us all to share our messages because without people like you, the message would never get out there and we wouldn't be able to share stories. So thank you so much. Thank you, Poonam, for this wonderful discussion. This was another episode of Empowering Female Leaders. What are the questions and topics in female leadership that you are interested in? Let me know in the comments on YouTube and Instagram or join our LinkedIn group. I'm excited to hear from you. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe for new talks with inspiring women from all around the globe. Thank you for listening.